This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. been diversity. Always. One of the wonderful things that we're told in the scripture is that we are one race. One race. There's no more slave or free, male or female, black or white. There's no more Jew or non-Jew. There's none of that. We're one, the Bible says, in Christ Jesus. It's important to know that and understand it for a lot of reasons. Previously, Pastor Robert taught us that God miraculously liberated Peter from prison. Meanwhile, God was also preparing Saul for a new mission. Today, Pastor Robert will be teaching from Acts chapter 13. Join us as we learn how God spread the gospel to the Gentile world through Barnabas and Saul. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. necessarily gifted by God as a teacher. I don't love to study. I love to, to minister. I love to spend time and, and kind of help people sort out and work through their difficulties, work through their problems or their questions and those kind of things. I do enjoy, to some extent, helping you find the answers to your questions. I don't just enjoy studying and researching and, and that kind of thing. It's not necessarily my primary gift. Here in Antioch, there were prophets and there were teachers. Now, one other side issue before I move on and, and look at this a little bit further. A warning. And I've given it to you before, but this is one of those that I, I don't think you can hear too often. Beware the man or, or the woman who feels it necessary to tell you that they're a prophet. Now, there are a few of those in our world today. They will be sure to make you aware of the fact that, you know, I'm Prophet Reginald Jones or whatever. I'm Prophet Robert Fountain. Now, if I have to tell you that, there's a good chance it ain't true. Do you understand? If God has gifted me as a proclaimer of truth, if he's gifted me as a prophet, you'll know that pretty quickly. It'll be obvious. I won't need to announce it. Furthermore, if an individual seems to have that need, if, if they're emphasizing the title, whatever that title may be, like, I, you know, I, I've known men who insisted on being called Reverend so-and-so. Or, you know, they were offended if you did not call them Dr. 
so-and-so, bishop so-and-so, whatever, evangelist so-and-so. Why is that so important? Why is that so important? It shouldn't be so important. I, I, I just I don't see in the Scripture something that, well, actually I do. I see a lot in the Scripture that, that kind of leads me to believe that people that need that affirmation and need that acknowledgement and need that building up by their peers, there's a problem there. There's a problem there. We're supposed to be getting that from God. You know, if, if, if the Bible says that, that if the Lord has gifted a man as a prophet, he has done so, actually the giftings are to you. He's giving you the gifts. He's just using that particular servant, slave, for that purpose. The gift of healing, another good example. Boy, there's so many that they really want you to know that they have the gift of healing. And they're constantly telling you that if you want that gift manifest in your life and circumstances, then you need to cough it up. You need to come off your wallet. Right? I thought a gift was free. Who's it from? The Holy Spirit. Who's it for? You and me. The vehicle, the messenger, is this individual over here. Now, if I have to pay you or if I have to, you know, give you an offering in order for that gift from God to be passed along into my life, that calls into question you as the vessel and the vehicle. You with me? We need to beware. We need to be so sharp and so aware of the fact that there are those out there who would deceive us. There are men and women out there who will claim to represent the Lord Jesus when in fact they're only representing their own desires. That's all they're representing. Now they they use a lot of scripture in the process. They use a a lot of spiritual sounding stuff in order to fleece the flock of God. Be aware of that. Anybody that wants to be called Prophet Jones or Evangelist Smith or whatever, eh, that should just, I'm just saying it should put some bells and whistles, red flags off in your mind. That's all I'm saying. Pay attention. God tells us that there were prophets and teachers at Antioch, and then he tells us who they were Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean, who'd been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. So we had an interesting mix here. Now that's another thing that just simply I want to bring to your attention. Um, This was the first Gentile church in the world. This was where it all began. For most of us, I mean, I don't know how many of you are, you know, are, are, you know, Jewish in your background, in your in your lineage. I think most of us probably are not. Most of us are Gentiles. Most of us are non-Jews. Well, for us, I mean, man, praise God, Antioch happened. That some people went there, shared the gospel, and the church was born among the Gentile community. And this became like the center, really, of Christianity in the world. We were told last week, this is where the believers were first called Christians. This is where the Gentile church took place. Now, bear with me for a second. This is, again, it's a little bit of a side note, but I think it's it's an important one maybe to ponder, an important one to bring out. Something that I've heard over the years from time to time... By those that I believe are are just looking to draw attention to themselves in some cases, and in other cases, maybe it's just born out of legitimate hurt in their lives. 
but I've heard Christianity referred to by some as a white man's religion. I want you to notice something here. Remember, Antioch, first Gentile church. Look at who it was. God tells us who the leaders were. Barnabas. Now, Barnabas was Jewish. He was from Cyprus. Simeon, who was called Niger. Why do you think they called him that? Nigerian. From that region, more than likely, more than likely, Simeon was African. There, actually, a lot of Bible scholars believe this was the guy that the Romans grabbed and, and made him carry the cross for the Lord Jesus. You remember that story? Jesus was carrying his cross. He fell, and they grabbed the guy in the same region of the world. Lucius, the Cyrenian. Here again, we got two Africans now. Out of these, how many? One, two, three, four, five. Two of the five, it seems, were African. Two of the five leaders. Just a footnote, there's always been diversity. Always. One of the wonderful things that we're told in the Scripture is that we are one race. One race. There's no more slave or free, male or female, black or white. There's no more Jew or non-Jew. There's none of that. We're one, the Bible says, in Christ Jesus. It's important to know that and understand it for a lot of reasons. Verse 2 tells us that as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and from there sailed to Cyprus. But I want you to notice verse 2 says that they ministered to the Lord. You know, that statement is like, oh my goodness, me minister to God? I couldn't possibly minister to God. It just sounds almost heretical. And yet, think about it with me for a minute. Jesus said, you remember what he said? If you have ministered to one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. What is he saying? He's saying simply that you minister to Him by serving one another. You minister to Him when you love one another actively. As our time with you today comes to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to today's message on Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you a deeper understanding of your Savior. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Robert, visit our website, MainThingRadio.com. You'll also be able to learn more about Pastor Robert Fountain, the ministry of Main Thing Radio, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Right now, we'd like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio. God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people across the nation and the world. We feel so blessed to be a part of this virtual mission field, and we're excited to see where God will take us in the future. We'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry and for the people who will be touched by Main Thing Radio. We'd also like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. This month, we're featuring Pastor Chuck Smith's autobiography, 
a memoir of grace. Pastor Chuck shares his journey, the highs and lows, and how looking back offered a great perspective on how God had had a hand in his life. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click Donate at the top of the page. Thanks again for listening today. Be sure to tune in again for more from God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.